We gotta record. Let's do it. We gotta record. There's so much to talk about here, but yes, I agree with you. Let's get it done. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. It's just a podcast. Jesse, these are the best years of your acting life. You should probably. Oh, take hold of it. Does anybody love them both, or is there just Zach Morris people and AC Slater people? A Zach Morris person. Of course. Of course I was, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course I was. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like, I like both those dudes the equal. No, you either like Preppy or you like AC. Yeah. That was mm. like a big rumor. Do you remember that? No. That was like a big rumor that no. like Dustin Diamond was brothers with Mike D. No. From the EC Boys. No. They look similar. They kind Last of, yeah. names are both Diamond. Yeah, right on. Okay. I'm the M-I-K-E to, to the, the D. You come and see me and you pay the fee. Do what I do professionally. To tell the truth, I am exactly what I want to be. And I rock, and MCA, yo, let's rock this joint in, in the, the old school way. way. I'm on till the crack of dawn, mowing down MCs like, like I'm mowing the lawn. I go on like nothing can phase me. But there's a break of me. One of these days, D, when I'm down by ground and I am down to rock an MC who acts like, like a clown. But for now, I'd like to ask you how you like to feel the bass in your face in the crowd. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim, the happiest on Earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Disneyland was the happiest place on Earth, and now it's a vaccination center. <laughs> Disneyland's Tower of Terror actually almost became Doctor Strange's Tower of Terror. Apparently, there's a open-world Star Wars game that everybody's talking about. Liam Neeson sort of says he'd like to come back to Star Wars. Why not? Yeah, I guess so. And in our main segment, we're doing a micro-review of the movie Soul and ranking our favorite Pixar properties. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, the Professor Knight to my Ludwig von Drake, mm. it's Aaron. Professor Aaron. Yeah, Professor, Human that's Robin legit. Is. I earned that title this week. You did, man. Yeah, we both did. We. Uh, I've been with you too much today. So much. Yeah. We literally peeked behind the curtain. Just came off of a what uh, hour and a half lecture? Yeah, that we uh, we gave on podcasting. Yeah, and now we're doing. And we did it on Monday. And on Monday, I was like, "Yeah, I can. This will be fun once a week." And then you're like, "We got to come we back Wednesday." I'm like, wait, two episodes? And you're like, "They're not episodes. They're classes." I definitely said many times. Yeah, I called our class a show. Yeah, and then I said, "On this episode, what are we doing?" Uh, you treat student uh, questions like segments. You're like, "That yeah. was a good. That was a, good, a good segment." segment. Thank, you. We yeah, thank you. We're done with that. Uh, professor podcast and professor podcast. That's right. Uh, it's it's been fun. Really fun. And I love this other facet of what we're doing together. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's it's, it's an adventure. There's no doubt about that. It's very fun having a live a live audience. That when we came into the podcast studio, yeah, I was like, "Where are all the people? Where is everybody? Why why are people not listening to me?" talk well we started off our class today talking about what our show topic was going to be yeah asking our class yes what are the best and worst pixar films yep and then both of us neither of us could say what our answers were or react in any way to what somebody else's answer were yeah uh, was because we don't want to give it away yeah there was a little up is up good or bad war that erupted and i just had to remain neutral i was yeah, like I, switzerland up in there i actually heard someone say like up is my least favorite and you yeah. went oh really your voice went up really high that's an interesting comment. I think I'll just stand oh, here for now. 
okay. And then you just took like a long sip of water. Oh, we'll see if it made the list. How exciting. And what rank it's at. How has the rest of your week been? Or how has your week been? It's been terrible. Terrible, terrible Wonderful. week. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. It's a rough week, man. We've uh, The jobs that we have ramp up around this point yep. in time. So it's been a very ramp up week. There's just been a lot of work to do. We started class. So we've been talking yep. a lot, not only about show notes, but about lecture notes. It's just been super busy. And I don't think you've been sleeping very good. How's your How's your week going? I have not slept since last Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, my, but it's great. You know, the thing is, sleep really gets in the way of doing things. <laughs> of doing the, all the activities yeah. you want to do. And when you're producing a podcast and effectively producing another podcast that happens twice a week for yeah. 180 minutes at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then doing working a full-time job and trying to be a present husband and father. You go like, who will yeah. who needs sleep? I called IT at our company and I was like, hey, can you tell me how many uh, reviews my class has? They're like, yeah, that's not how it works. Stop calling here. And I was like, okay, but we've gotten like a lot of five star reviews from right, students. So reviews. You, you said something on the last show What's that that? Uh, that concerned, uh, excited a lot of people, my, my kids really? especially. Uh, you said new t shirts were coming and then you've been asking a lot of weird questions off the air to me. Yes. Uh, so I have two t shirt designs that are cooking up inside this brain of mine. Oh, wow. One is a very basic Bantha tier mm. t shirt that would have the, uh, you know, in, in, our, in our Bantha script. It would yeah. just say Bantha tier. Yeah. And then the other one is. Uh, like a really big poop emoji below it? No. Oh. Why would, why would oh, that poodoo. be? Oh, poo Poo emoji. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because that's what I want is have, having a smiling poo on my shirt. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other one, uh, by popular demand, uh, since I believe it was Chris Bond from uh, the We Like Theme Parks podcast who first coined the term Bantha Boys. Yeah. Uh, now there has been requests for a Bantha Boys t-shirt wow. in the style of the Beastie Boys. Oh, man. I don't know I'm if very my, excited for. I don't know if my life would be made or over if my mom wore a Beastie Boys themed Bantha Boys t-shirt. That'd be the best. I want to see <laughs> Judy Robbins in a Bantha Boys t-shirt you do? so badly. Okay. Yes. Oh, she'll be happy to hear that. She, yes. she gets all our gear. She's a gear. She's a gear hound. Awesome. Yeah, swag. She's chasing that merch. Merch. <laughs> chasing Kennedy that would merch. like me to say the word merch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what that's what's going on. Right on. Uh, and we've got great things lined up for the show. Uh, we posted uh, the first video that somebody mocked up for us on our Instagram. Oh yeah, that was Check done by uh, Justin Darosh, uh, who's going to be doing some uh, video work for us. Yeah. Um, well, we should. Uh, so subdued. We should get into the news. Let's get into the news. How? How should we get into the news? I think there is only one way okay. to get into the news, and that is by some hearty yodeling. Oh, hearty yodeling. Some really hearty deep, yodeling. Some really deep down hearty yodel A tunes. belly full of yodel. Yeah. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Kids like that pickle yodel or what? True story. I walk home. I, I walk home. I come into my house. At, you walk home from work? I walk oh, home. you a big boy today. Oh, you all know all this. You know, all, all directions? by myself. <laughs> I came home yesterday yeah. and uh, my daughter said, Professor Storm, because that's what they call me of now. Of course. Professor Storm, what does a yodeling pickle sound like? <laughs> and I said, I bet you can tell me. And she said, I sure can. And then just hit a button behind her back. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, all right. Let's talk yeah. about the happiest place on earth. Okay. You're talking about Disneyland. I'm talking about Disneyland. And the Disneyland Esplanade. That's right. Uh, it was announced this week that Disneyland is set to become a, quote, massive COVID-19 vaccination site. Yeah. Uh, a super County, vac. A super, a super vac site. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Target Greatland, but with yeah. less product. Right. 
Um, yeah, but more, more rides. Of the, but more of the product that you want. More of the product that you want. Yes. Yeah, and more rides. So uh, what do you understand about this story other than you can get your vaccination and what, turkey leg, dole whip at the same time? Yeah, I mean, it might, you, your mind can have two different imagination fun with this. You can imagine that. So much fun with that this. That Disneyland's now open and when you go on Pirates of Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean, the one of the missed things or, or you know, it's it, the, the whole thing is yeah. now just the vaccine. You just kind of bathe in it. Yeah. Or you get it when you you're not paying it. attention. Yeah. 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 Or that Disney. Disneyland and DCA are still totally closed, but because of the parking, because that place can handle massive amounts of traffic, right. it makes sense from a parking uh, and staging and distancing. They can handle the distancing of the people. Uh, sort of, li- I, I, I think it's like a line them up and line them up, I, and, li- line them up and nail them in the arm. I think yeah, it's basically that's what, what I think. Yeah, to. is this potentially in, in an alternate dimension where COVID nineteen was not a thing? And you read a headline that said Disneyland to become super vaccination site. Such a great question. Is that the most bizarre headline you have ever read about Disneyland? Yeah, 100% of the time when I read that in an alternate universe, when I read that headline, zombie apocalypse has happened. Yep. Disneyland's never reopening because it's been destroyed. Yes. And we're just using that land. It's just a site. It's at just this a point. site. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's just a site. The fact that like at some point in time, the park's going to reopen and it's going to go back to happy magic <laughs> yes. time and be like, hey, my, isn't this where I got my shot? They're not giving this to kids probably, but they're probably not. Grandma's that, was, be- that was my aunt. Squatty, did I get an orange <laughs> shot here? Right. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you did. For new listeners, Aaron insists that I have an aunt and she's like three years old. Yeah. Yes. It could happen. Uh, she got her vaccination site at Disneyland. Yes, it is. It's like, it's certainly like you read a headline, a headline like that, and it is about how the, you're getting a vaccination at a place that was, not a place yeah. that will be again. It feels like a weird play because it it's feels like there's so play. many places you could do this well at a sports state, the Staples Center. Like, it just feels like Angel Stadium. What if yeah. they just did at Angel Stadium? Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's you get it's like a, great, a bat. You get like a bat and a vaccination. It's it's like bat day. It's vaccination day. Yeah, you go to a game, you get your vaccination. <laughs> exactly, they're yeah, gonna play. Yeah. You're gonna have a great time. And you it's come back, be... and then they also give you a, a baseball bat pencil. Oh, the nachos hurt more this time. It's like I know, but every it's a safe. Yeah, safe it's the place. safest nachos you'll ever eat. It is the safest nachos you'll ever put up your nose. Very very weird. Yeah, very weird story. I I still this this was announced recently, and I'm still processing it because it's just such an odd story. The oddest part about it is that the vaccination is $127 a day unless it's really busy, then it goes up to one sixty. That's right. <laughs> That's you get right. a three-day vaccination. You get a vaccination hopper pass. Yep. If you if you want the the two shots right away, yeah, you can pay like three hundred and fifty extra. Right, right. Yeah, you just, you gotta, get, a, you just yeah. get you go over to Main Street, get your one vaccination, head on over to Buena Vista, get your get second. your other one. Yeah. Is it f- appropriate to make vaccination jokes? I don't know. We were talking about when we launched this podcast and we were making jokes about coronavirus entirely. We were, yeah. Has it looped back around at this point where we've lived with it for so long I think that now it, it can be a thing of I think comedy? It, I think it absolutely has. The us making light of it is just to find humor in a very dark time. Yeah. Uh, we are not deniers of this thing at all, but you have to take a look at news like this and go, this is bananas. Like, yeah. I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. When it's at a theme park. When is that a theme park? We're going to Disneyland. Like, that's the cruelest thing to say to your kids. If you're like, if you're like hey, the empty present guy, yeah, we're going to Disneyland we are. today. I was finally open. I was waiting for so long. Yep. yep, it is open. <laughs> it is open. Only parts of it, though. We're just going to go down to the Esplanade. And there's a new attraction. You're going to love it. What's the What's the attraction called? It's called uh, Countdown from Three, but do something fun on two. Think of happy thoughts on one, and you're done. <laughs> and you're done. Let's talk about something else at okay. uh, Alternate Realities. Yeah. Uh, there was a story that was reported er- earlier this week 
Joe Rohde did an interview about the re-theme of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. In that, he was uh, talking about, he was reflecting on that, and they the were saying- The change from Tower of Terror to Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct, mission right. Mission Breakout. And he was saying that, basically, he was told, hey, listen, we need a major attraction to open uh, in this particular window, yep. and uh, and that it has to be a Marvel thing. And so we need to take Tower of Terror and find an overlay for it right. that's in the Marvel vein. Yep. And he said that, that they had considered- uh, a Doctor Strange mm-hmm. Tower of Terror overlay and a Spider-Man Tower of Terror overlay. And he even said, like, actually, the Doctor Strange one would have worked with a similar storyline in terms of Tower of Terror. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Ultimately, they they landed on Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. which was very controversial at the time. Yes. And I think w- uh, turned out to be very successful. I mean, I, I will be one who completely ate his words about Me too. Seeing Tower Absolutely. Of Terror go. Yeah, I was a hater. I was. Uh, this is terrible. That's not a big enough property. Right. Uh, it's not a well-known enough property. And then they started decorating the tower, and I was oh, like, it looks so ugly." Yeah, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, it looks like macrame. It's like neon macrame. It, what are you guys doing? To to this day, I take objection to the way that tower looks. Okay. And then you ride it, and it's quite a different story, which we've it's talked about on the show. That yes. that it is a phenomenally executed ride. What do you think about a Doctor Strange overlay? Or Spider-Man overlay, but I I would stick with Doctor Strange probably. Yeah, I'll tackle both. Tackle both, as opposed to Guardians of the Galaxy, especially when you think about the intention of making a, you know, Marvel Avengers campus. Obviously, this was the first step in revitalizing DCA into a Marvel area. Yeah. Is Guardians of the Galaxy the right property to start that with? As opposed to... Yeah, I think it's a super hard question to answer when you're in the forest and you don't know what to do and you have to make a decision. On the other side, it's much easier. So we got the 2020 thing going on right now. But for me, Spider-Man is too well-known and so feels outside of Disney. doesn't seem claimable, maybe. It's just too well-known and it's too centered on that that character. Um, So I feel like you would want to do that because it's a surefire hit, but I don't think it's the right choice. I think Doctor Strange uh, would work, whatever, but I think it's mostly focused on Doctor Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like the doors open and he does a little thing where a little wheel, gold wheel opens with right. magic stuff. So yes. I guess you could do that. For me, it turns out Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy is the right move because of the cat because it's an you ensemble. So? It's an ensemble cast. Yeah. There's more than just. Him. There's other characters to play with. Uh, it's a it's a goofier movie, which lends itself more to you know that attraction. I think so. I think if I had to pick from those three today, again hindsight's twenty twenty. I still and I'm not. I don't like Doctor Strange, so that's just yeah. something you're gonna have yeah. to deal with with me that I didn't enjoy the movie and I don't enjoy the character. The aesthetic of Strange, I think, works better with the aesthetic of Tower of Terror. Yeah, that's that's where I look at it. Uh, I think I do think Guardians is the a, library stuff would have fit in perfectly. Yeah, in there. I think Guardians just is such a weird. It's such a weird franchise to start that Marvel land with. Yeah, and especially the way the eyesore that it turned Tower of Terror into for yeah. the park. So, I mean, you know, your eye is drawn toward this thing that is completely anachronistic it doesn't belong in any time yeah it doesn't fit within the aesthetic of any part of the park no no no. but people in space take like 1930s los angeles architecture and they put neon on it. it's <laughs> they, what they do yeah, everybody exactly. does it they just super glue uh gold yeah. highlights and and uh and like you said macrame they yeah. just basically take uh, macaroni better or worse if tower of terror uh, DCA is a totally see-through ride. Like it's all built of plexiglass, and you can just see everything that's going. That's a on. terrifying idea. This is a terrifying idea, right? It's a terrifying idea. But see, yeah. so but I agree with you about Spider-Man. I think it's too well known. Yeah. I think the instant comparison too is there's a very very good Spider-Man ride 
that is over at Universal Studios Island of Adventure. Right. It's been there since 2000. Yeah. And to this day, it is phenomenal. That's why I think you can't do it. So you is, couldn't do a reskin because everybody's just going to go like, yeah, is but this there's Universal a now? Did Universal buy Disney? Well, that and the, and the like, oh, well, Universal did this better. Right. So you, totally. So that takes Spider-Man out of, I think of so. doing a reskin. I think so. But I do think Doctor Strange is one of those characters where he's like, he's the middle option of, do you go something really esoteric and out there like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess at this point had a very successful movie, so yeah. more people are familiar with them. Or do you take the most well-known superhero of all time, Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you go somewhere in the middle where it's on Earth? Again, the aesthetic of the tower works with the character of Doctor Strange. I'm I'm actually, maybe, maybe it's because Doctor Strange, I, there's a part of me that feels like the reason why it wasn't Doctor Strange is because Guardians of the Galaxy did it better. Like, they, they Guardians of the Galaxy made more money. I'm glad it landed where it did. Was that whole news story, uh, Joe Ruddy said some stuff about Tower of Terror? That was the whole news story. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, we nailed it. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the Liam Neeson said some stuff. Oh, wow. Story. We, we overcovered we'll there. it. I'm going to share my news story real yeah, quick. Yeah, I want to hear. So you mentioned to me, hey, have you heard the big news the today? The big news. And I said, Huge. no, I have not heard the big news. And you said, well, then just wait. Just so wait. Now I'm waiting. I got two. It sounds like you're going to cover the uh, the other one. Oh, uh, this is a big news story. Uh, yeah, tell over, me. over in Florida at Animal Kingdom. Uh-huh. They, they had a little baby rhino. Oh. <laughs> it's a little baby rhino. His name's Ranger. Aww. That's it. That's sweet. Isn't that great? I love it. That's it. I got, that was the whole new story? That was not the big one. The big one you mentioned in your intro, so I think we're going to talk about it in a bit. Well, let's spend 15 minutes on uh, the rhino. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Now, do you, do you think, I don't know, you think he's... Now, what do you think about rhinos in general? Be, I'm pro-rhino all the way. Are you pro-rhino? Yeah. I can really understand the anti-rhino stance. Oh. I don't get behind it, but I can understand the <laughs> you sentiment. You can understand where they're coming from yeah, exactly. with all the, the horning and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, they're very aggressive animals. I hear that that is true. That's I've never had a rhino. I've never had a, an encounter with a rhino I haven't enjoyed. Baby rhino cuter than a baby elephant. What's your thoughts? Oh, baby elephant probably. all the way, yeah. right? It's unfair, but yeah, they got the they got the ears, big and floppy whatever. ears, and yeah. the and just sort of stumbling all around. Baby yeah. rhino's pretty cute though. Yeah. What was your other news story? Ubisoft was this the Ubisoft open world? Yeah, Star the Wars? Lucas the Lucas games. Well, there's more. Yeah, there's more to it than that. It's Tell just, me, it's just a huge so uh, Lucasfilm game Lucasfilm games. Uh, is now a thing or is a, a division right. or a department. Where, used to be Lucas Arts. Yeah, Lucas Arts made all of your fate, like Full Throttle and your sort of uh, yes. your adventure games. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Oh, that Great point and click game. Yeah, love, yeah. I love point and click yeah. games. Uh, and then, you know, the all sorts of things were bought and moved around or whatever, but now we have Lucasfilm games coming out and they announced two things uh, with two different studios. The first one, uh, I think both of them are in partnership with uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Uh, but uh, the first one is an open world Star Wars game, right. which is coming from the developer Massive, who made, I believe they did Far Cry 3. Okay. And they did uh, The Division and The Division 2, which are open world uh, sort of games like Destiny. Okay. Uh, I've like never that. played Division. I, I'm familiar I with Far the Div- Cry. I played, I think, both Division and Division 2, at least okay. Division with Kennedy. Um, so the, Massive is the developer behind Far, Far Cry 3 and The Division, and they're going to do an open world Star Wars game. What do you think that means? I think it means Destiny set in the Star Wars universe. Huh. Okay. I'm I'm more interested than I think I was before. And Ubisoft being a new publisher, that's I, the other story that I know and I used new, to follow new publisher in terms of what? Uh in in terms of the Star Wars franchise. Very new cuz EA had because, a lock on it. Right. And I know that that was the big story for for vi- people who follow video games is that that the license is now released from yeah. EA, which I I understand that a lot of fans have had problems with. 
yep. EA holding the license for a long time. Very much so. The shenanigans, the business shenanigans. Absolutely, that that's been a concern. So I wonder if this is a breath of fresh air. Are, are people legitimately, and you're more into the video game industry than I am at this point, are people more legitimately excited that it's not EA or that it is this massive developed type of game, uh, open world game? I don't think massive has the the credibility as the next little news item here is is, is going to mean something to some people. I think it's the open worldness and the persistentness of Star Wars. That, okay. That's been figured out. It's We figured out how to do that through a bunch of different games now. And so hopefully uh, we can figure that out for this one. But I don't think Massive is going to ring a bell, much like the other game that was announced, which is an Indiana Jones game. Oh, see, I did not see this. Yeah, and so same same part of the partnership, but an Indiana Jones game is coming, and they they went with Bethesda, uh, the makers of Fallout and right. the Fallout series. And owned by uh, Microsoft at this point. Oh, are they? Yep. Yeah, and so Bethesda will mean something to Kennedy, my daughter. She's familiar with their games. Yeah. Uh, and they have a... Fallout and Skyrim and yeah, Skyrim, they, right? Yeah, and then yep. they yeah they inherited Doom from ID. That's right. Uh, but so that that'll be very interesting to see what Bethesda does. They classically had a huge misstep with Fallout seventy six the right. last time they went for an uh, an open world MMORPG. So an Indiana Jones. I'm almost more excited. Is it a about, is it an Indiana Jones MMO? I don't remember that saying. So I don't know. Okay. I'm excited I, for an Indiana Jones. I'm game. I'm excited for that too. Uh, and again, I know they have been trying to get an Indiana Jones game off the ground for well over ten years at this point. Yeah. Hey, we spent enough time on video games. We sure did. You want to talk about Liam Neeson? I don't know anything about this. Tell me, what's what's going on with Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson did an interview with Collider, and the headline says, Liam Neeson would like to be in the Obi-Wan Disney Plus series. Yeah. And so I... I, Me too. That's clicky, right? I'm like, yes, what does Liam Neeson have to say about this? And during his interview with Collider... Uh, the interviewer basically said, hey, listen, we said that we we're going to be doing an interview with you. And do you know there's a lot of fan desire for Qui-Gon to make a return? Yeah. And he said, no, I had no idea. Yeah. And then he said, uh, well, yes, there is. And then Liam Neeson said, it yeah, isn't like Star Wars sort of going away. In oh, the right. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, no, no, no. Didn't you know that they launched a 10 different, they're, they're launching 10 different series on Disney Plus. And one of them is an, is an Obi-Wan series. And so said, we were wondering. You don't understand. I have a lot of money. <laughs> I, I don't read a lot of your news. Maybe Liam Neeson was playing very coy. Yeah. Uh, but he seemed to have no knowledge of the fact that <laughs> of the one, he was universe. even in a Star Wars movie, uh-huh. or two, there's a desire to see people and uh, to see him return, reprise his role. And so the interviewer said, "You were Qui-Gon Jinn." He was like, "Was I, I wearing was, a I trench coat? Was I wearing a pea coat? Looking at the camera, was there a lot of haze? Was it smoky? was it in the snow? Was it in the snow? Was I in the snow? I'm a fan of snow movies. Was this a movie where I was in the snow? Yeah, or I was headed to the snow? Right. Uh, yes, he seems to have no knowledge. Fascinating. That he was. And so they said, like, well, we were wondering whether or not if you uh, and McGregor called you up, whether or not you'd be interested in coming back. And he said, "Yeah, that'd be a fun. Yeah. I'd be up for that." Like, like just so nonplussed sure. about the whole thing. Yeah. Like, am I getting paid? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Which I feel like Liam Neeson at this point in his career, that's the litmus test. Right. That's the like, am I getting paid for this? Yes, then I will do it. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't know why we're down on Qui-Gon all of a sudden. One of my favorite characters. I'm not so. down on Qui-Gon. Yeah. In fact, I would love to see him return. I yeah. guess the the real story is, would you like to see, or I guess the discussion is, would you like to see uh, Qui-Gon return in Obi-Wan, either in a flashback or through a Forest Ghost? I think it'd be great to see him. Uh, it just it is not 
Liam Neeson is not as enthusiastic about this yeah. as the headline would would have right, you, right. you believe. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see him in a flashback. I'm not I don't need to see it in a force ghost or anything like that. Like that would not be a good use of his return. To well, me, I don't even really want to see it in a flashback, honestly. I mean, I the Star Wars nerd in me, of course you know this. Yeah. That that Qui-Gon Jinn was the first one to realize how to manifest a force ghost from the force. Right. Of course you knew that. Yeah. And so it would be very uh, poetic, you're thinking, you're thinking as I say this, but it would be very natural to have Qui-Gon come back in that role because as you are also well aware, and our fans are all aware, that Yoda informs Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars TV series that Qui-Gon communicated with uh, Yoda. Yeah, it's like I talked to him. And basically said, and Yoda taught uh, Obi-Wan how to communicate with Qui-Gon. Yeah. So there is this relationship. Yeah, there's, there's a connection there. So I would like to see it. I can get a force ghost going on. You just got to bear down. That's how you do a force ghost. You just have to push really hard. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. You've never force ghost before? What are you talking about? Of yourself. Projected yourself. And you mean, have I ever done an astral projection of myself? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm asking. Not even once? You haven't even tried, I bet. I guess I haven't tried hard all enough. Right. I got to put my mind to it. You have to get all into it. It's not just your mind, son. Where would Let me I tell go? You. Where if I astral projected myself? Where would I go? My body's I like back to over just here. Be upstairs and then also be downstairs. That seems like a terrible use of that power. And I walk up plenty of stairs during a day. I don't need to. Why? I just if yeah, I have something. Oh, my I mean, phone is up here. <laughs> Yo, that's right. But you couldn't grab <laughs> that was, it. That was in the you car. Would have, you would have to go back to your corporate. I just body like to know and it's then there. Walk up the stairs. Yeah, but I like to know phone. it's there before I make the trip. My force goes all the time. I can't believe you've never done it before. <laughs> it's the best. Seems very inefficient. Uh, Seems very inefficient. More than just sit, a lot of them just sit on logs. If you ever, if you get into force ghosting, like in the community, like at at the cons, a lot of people are just sitting on logs. Do you think anybody ever cosplays as a force ghost? (laughs) Do they have to? They have to, right? They have to have most like that. Hands down, best cosplay is a force ghost. Just blue paint with like some hazy yeah, highlights. You sort of like, but just sort of like blue glitter all over yourself. Yeah, get like a something where it's, there's dry ice and some sort of like water feeder system in the cape or something. Oh, no, I have to this. know. We I have to this. know. I'm too excited by that idea. Listeners, if you have ever cosplayed as a Force Ghost or know someone who's cosplays as a Force Ghost, would you please uh, please email us podcast at bobsandbanthas.com? We'd like to know that. Hey, what do you say we take a break and uh, when we come back, let's talk about soul. And uh, do some rankings of our uh, pic- You're showing me a picture of Force Ghost Luke. Yeah, it's not bad. What is it? How is he doing the haze around him? It's Luke is with it, like a veil, like a veil over uh, like a very it, long is veil. It's like an LED which, veil? Yeah, yeah, which makes it look iridescent to some degree. So he sort of looks like the bride in. Uh, it, it's the in, ha- it's definitely it's a haunted, haunted mansion, mansion Luke Skywalker. Haunted mashup. mansion Luke Skywalker. That's exactly what's going on. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and talk about Pixar. Because you. We're back. We are back. Were you just groaning as I was about to do? No, I was thinking what music that I just put in to, to cut this intro, to cut this segment. It better out. have been something from Soul. You think so? It should be. Oh, because we're going to do a Trent little mini- Trent Reznor, by the way. Trent Reznor did the music of that. Hmm. Are you familiar with that? Trent I'm not Reznor with, I'm very of Nine Trent Inch Reznor. Nails. Yes, no, I, yeah. He did the, the music network for Soul. and other things that he scored that I like. And right. st- stuff you weren't allowed to listen to growing up, but then you're like, but this is pretty, it's pretty okay, pretty good. Yeah, turns out the guy's pretty talented. I remember going like, this is more, this is just one guy. Do you know this is just one yeah. guy doing? You all only this? makes this all in a speaking spell. The whole thing, all of it. 
Uh, and I heard it's broken too. I, I did not know he did the music for Soul. Yeah, he did. I don't think he did the jazz part of it. He, he, he did? did the no. I do. He did not do okay. the jazz part yeah. of it. He. I believe he just did the Soul place. Funny parts. for for a movie that's a about music, I don't remember what any of the music is. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. So Soul would debut on Disney Plus yeah. on December 21st, 25th, Christmas Day. Yeah, it did. <laughs> on Christmas Day. I think debut. I might have even watched it on Christmas Day. I watched it a couple of days later. I think maybe we watched it for New Year's Eve, yeah. I believe. And uh, a very, very big deal to have a Pixar movie, you know, an initial run, first yeah. run Pixar movie, be released on Disney Plus DTV, for free. man, DTV. Not even DTV, just like- DTS. DTS, yeah. direct to streaming, yeah, and without any pay. Like this is, it was not like Mulan where yeah. you had to pay thirty bucks. This was Merry Christmas from Disney Plus. You're watching a brand new Pixar film. Yeah, we sat down. I was very excited about this. Uh, you know, of course, the me too. The story. Do you want to sum up what the story is? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love putting you on the spot for this. I know, I know. Soul is That's about like, you're like uh, jazz, right? Now. I am, I am. Watching... This whole this whole intro, this whole thing is is, is jazzy. Yeah, it's about a it's about a, a high school music teacher. Yep. who uh, has an encounter with the the afterlife and the pre life. Yep. after after that, and and about searching for meaning uh, through himself and through uh, people that he comes in in contact with. Yep. Uh, and and how uh, little babies are born. And yep. and and then and come into some conclusions at the end. Uh, conclusions about life, about relationships, and how babies are born, and how babies are born, and uh, about music, and uh, about uh, teaching, and that kind of stuff. This is, of course, going to be a spoiler-filled. It's a uh, metaphysical journey of jazz and and stuff. That was actually the tagline. A metaphysical ju- metaphysical journey, journey of, of jazz. jazz and stuff. <laughs> stuff, yeah. They spelled stuff with uh, with the treble clefs, though, so it looked like stuss. Oh, nice. And people are like, they should have yeah. just spelled it with Fs. Can you say daddy-o? Is that still like a jazz da- da- thing? Daddy-o? daddy-o? I don't know. It's definitely a swing band thing, right? I was very excited for this movie. How I was, were, too. How were, what were your expectations? This is what I wanted to talk about, is yes. that Pixar has a history of showing trailers Yep. That are very excited, but give you no actual indication of what this movie will feel like. Correct. Finding Nemo, you're like, what are they? Is this whole thing under the water? Are they insane? Right. Yep. Inside out, you're like, I don't even, I can't even comprehend what this movie is going to be. Uh, and Soul was another one for me where uh, Good Dinosaur is, does, is that thing in the trailer, that little comment thing? Is, is that, that the only whole movie? Yeah. Is that the whole movie or is right. that just, the, then we fast forward yeah. uh, to a dinosaur in a big city, which would have been a better movie. Just dinosaur <laughs> in a big city? Yeah. The original name of that movie yeah. or the concept anyways. Yeah. Uh, so Soul for me was that way. It was like, I was really excited, but I had no, no clue what this movie was about. And, and most also along those lines, most Pixar films, uh, there is a reveal yeah. midway or partway through the movie where the movie is not what you thought the movie was going to be. Totally. Mo- for yeah. most Pixar films. Yeah. And uh, and like you said, Soul, and Soul plays into that pretty pretty distinctly, I would say. Yeah, so when Pixar does humans, which they do, they used to, you know, that's why they did toys and stuff like that yep. and stayed away from humans for a long time. So when when Pixar does humans, I'm always super excited from an artistic standpoint to see what what form that, that the humans, the world yep. will take. Will it air more towards like a monster thing, more towards an Incredibles thing, or will they try to do it super realistic? Yep. Uh, DreamWorks falls into that trap of trying to go realistic sometimes. Yep. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's inter- it was interesting. I was I was very jazzed about this oh, when I watching this movie. Let me talk about the things that I liked, and okay. let's let's hear about what you like. Yeah, the the CG itself, the rendering is phenomenal. Yeah. the density of the cities is phenomenal. 
the uh, establishing shots of New York City look darn near photorealistic. Yeah. Uh, it is a visually beautiful movie, and the colors are beautiful. And I think the design of most of the movie is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the character of Joe. Like I, I like I like the conceit of the movie. I like the idea of the movie of this high school jazz teacher who's always really wanted to be uh, a professional jazz musician gets his shot to yeah. become a professional jazz musician then dies and wants to get back to our plane of existence so that he can take his shot. Yeah. I and and then through, you know, through the way or through the story learns whether or not that is a good or bad thing, a valuable invaluable thing. What is the greater message? That story that is pretty much promised more or less in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of that story. Okay. And I really like the music of the movie. Yeah. Both the jazz aspect of it and the ethereal, otherworldly, soul place, uh-huh. that music, the transition between those two, I really like that. Yeah. Beyond that, there is probably nothing else I like about this movie. Oh, wow. Which may, which will probably come off sounding fairly controversial. Maybe. Given the healthy amount of love that I have seen online for this film. Yeah, and I think that's great. I think there's some awesome stuff they're doing in in the movie um and so i think also you're you're judging it over what you expected um for me i'm really just looking at the story and unfortunately i'm looking at you know what i expected from the story but i I loved all the same things that you loved i even i liked uh when he went to the the you know after and pre-life the sort of like pre-born and then after did you you like the way that looked um, it's very like barren, right? Like it, it's yeah. done in a, in a almost like not a two tone nature. Cause the, the baby room is pretty Dr. Susie light feeling and stuff like yeah, that. Right. Um, I thought it was great for the five minutes that I thought it was going to be on screen. I thought, I thought this is what I thought. I thought this part of the movie is very small. What's going to happen is he's going to have this relationship with this really hard to tame pre preborn person. Yeah. A, a soul, a soul, soul that 32, is soul 20, 42, is 22, 32? whatever it is. Tina Fey. Soul Tina uh, Fey. Yeah. And they're going to go to this hall of everything and they're going to have this very relational bonding journey as, yep. as they move through this incredible environment. And then when they didn't actually like really dig into the, like the hall of everything, yep. they so sold it like too. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to, I get to see Pixar's version of like a Disneyland shoved full of like every, everything that you can possibly imagine. This is going to be Diagon Alley mixed with Pixar, mixed with Disneyland, mixed with like City Walk, yeah. mixed with Downtown Disney. It's going to be the craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and then they just didn't really go into it. Uh, and so at that part, I, I know I, I stepped, I started feeling like just my own opinion, my own artistic choices started differing with the film, which didn't make it, doesn't make it a bad movie. It just means. I would have really liked to see that environment and I didn't get to see it. I really would have liked the relationship between the trombone, the troubled trombone playing girl and her inability to believe in herself and find music. I found that to be a more compelling sort of relationship with this guy that never was, never was helping somebody become, become. Yeah. And then I started thinking like, man, this, this movie's dancing around Coco a little bit and it's dancing around cars three a little bit. I wonder if, my ideas are too safe. Like they're too safe. Cause I'm basically telling cars three now in the form of music or I'm telling Coco in the form of that. I just didn't know. So a lot of my stuff is just opinion about, about what I thought it should have been. Yeah. And that doesn't make it better or worse. It's just, I had a different expectation. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to okay. ask you the hard question. Okay. Did you like this film? Not, did you like it in comparison to what you think would have been another story that you would have liked? 
Did you like the film? Did you like the story they told you when they when it got so close in so many areas? And then I feel like those are preferences that I didn't like. I felt the story was a little jumbled, and I felt like it didn't deliver on the parts that I I was personally looking for it to deliver on. Which is a really safe answer. It's incredibly safe. (laughs) You know. It's not one of my favorite Pixar Listen, movies. if we're going to lose listeners over this episode, okay. I don't mind it being my fault. Okay, great. Okay? I wanted to like this movie. Me too. I thought the aesthetic of the movie was going to be great. I love the idea of a jazz musician. I love the fact that they got Jamie Foxx to, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, to do the voice work. I thought he did a great job. I loved the idea of the story that I thought they were going to give me was more or less, and this is very reductive. I thought Pixar was going to tell me and it's a wonderful life story. Okay. About a person who doesn't really think that he's done anything of of importance in his life and dies and then sees the importance of his life. Yes. Right? Reflected in other people. Right, yes. And I didn't get anything like that. Instead, I got a body swap comedy where uh you know the soul of 22 gets placed into Joe's body. Tina Fey Tina gets, Fey placed, gets placed, placed into Jamie Foxx's character. And yeah. then Jamie Foxx's character gets placed into a cat, which I don't even understand why he got placed into a cat because yeah. do animals have souls? They don't have souls. Is this a mistake? Anyways, that's a body swap comedy that then that at one point has Tina Fey's character providing the type of tutelage and, uh, and mentoring that the character of Joe should have been giving to the trombone student. There's yeah. a scene where the trombone student wants to quit and Tina Fey's Joe sits down and basically says like, yeah, but you you should do it because you're really good at it. And then that inspires her to go off and do more tromboning. And yeah. like that goes nowhere. Right. And it also feels like it takes the importance of Joe learning a life lesson about how it's the little things in life that are worth the, the ultimate end of this movie's premise is it's the little things in life that make life worth living, right? I mean, that's sort of like where it ends up, I think, because I, I guess. he gets his big shot. And I realize I'm bouncing all over the movie, but ultimately he gets his big shot to play with a really big jazz person, and then that doesn't fulfill him. And then he goes back to the other world, the other plane of existence, and then I guess gets a new appreciation for what it's like to be human. Yeah. Because it's the little things. He Does he real- end up as a uh, in playing? Yeah, I thought he ended up playing in the club. He doesn't end up as a music teacher. Uh, he just ends up. Okay. He just go. He's he just goes back. The first, and then the other thing is they they decide to give him his life back. They actually break the rule of the movie that yeah. says once you're dead you can't go back. Yeah. And at the very end they just conveniently go, we like the way that you lived, and so we're going to send you back. And then yeah. he's, I guess he comes back and he realizes he doesn't have to be a big jazz musician. In order to be fulfilled in life, he just has to watch leaves fall from the tree. Right. So I'm going to say, as far as, far as far as the classical hero's journey type of story, I had a lot of trouble with it. And it seemed to bob when I thought it should weave. And yeah. so it was very hard to keep up with why things were earned, why things were important, why sacrifice or something was the currency by which the movie was moved forward. I'm going to assume there's maybe something there I didn't pick up on because I was already like, oh, this didn't do what I wanted it to do. This didn't do it. So I was already kind of starting to feel down on it. Yeah. But yeah, I had all those all those same problems of I just felt like the choices were weird uh, for me in that. But the, the, the that hero's arc is not the only arc in storytelling. I just I didn't I didn't jive. I didn't jive with this jazz. You did not jive with the jazz. It I was dissonant to you. Yeah. For me, it felt like Joe's character didn't move anywhere. Yeah. I, I, like I ended up at the as the same at the end of the movie as he did at the beginning. Yeah, he didn't Not end up growth. as a jazz great. Yeah, he didn't end up as 
uh, realizing how important it is to be a teacher. Yeah. He didn't end up realizing his relationship uh, re- with his mom or family yeah, or was reclaiming the love of his life. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't do any of those things. And maybe they didn't go down those roads because Pixar felt like, well, those are cliche stories that have already been told before. See, right? Yeah. I, I wonder that because I felt like they are. But, and, and that very well may be. And yet at the same time, like, what is the story that they, what is the different story that right. they told? I really couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what makes this movie unique. Yes. And I'm not, and I'm, and I'm fine with an ununique form of storytelling. It's very common in, in, in a lot of Japanese film does not always follow the hero's yeah. arc. So I'm totally fine with it. It gets, when you start fancifying it though, with the little cute like characters and they're in a weird universe and it starts to feel very kind of Pixar-y, I'm expecting some kind of Pixar experience. If they just kept it in New York and they wanted to do some weird storytelling where they did different things, yeah. but they kept it grounded in more of a reality so that I didn't have to worry about the rules of everything, that's fine. But dude, there's, there's rules there. Like the sign spinner is not dead, nor is he a baby, but he's allowed to go to right. like the world. Like yes. now my brain has to sort of like understand why that. Yeah. What are the rules rule? of yeah. this movie at all? And once, once your audience is asking that question, uh, if you, if you're just asking them to go along for the ride without understanding the rules, this probably needs to be a pretty simple story. A lot of action, super funny, really fun. If it's a really heady movie, the Which rules it is. help. I mean, it, and it, this, is, it, has yeah. to, it has to be a heady movie. You're talking about the afterlife mini, and the pre- mini review of Soul. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I really it, well named though, except that it lacked it in my opinion. I know, but it was a good name. It was a good name. Yeah. There's just so many. There's so many times when I was thinking back on this movie and thinking, okay, well, they obviously didn't do this because they felt it was generic, or that's been done before, or they felt like mm, it's too much like Inside Out. Yeah. Like there's I. The movie just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. The idea is so heady, right? Like there is such an important answer to what is a soul? What what makes us up? Yeah. Are we just organs and synapses that fire? Or is there something in us yeah. that drives us? And yeah. if there is, what is that thing that drives us? And why does it drive us? And why does it drive people differently? And I know that they tried to answer those questions and they tried to do it in a very Pixar-y, please the kids and please the adults type of way, but it, it, it never felt like jazz. Sometimes it finds its groove and sometimes it's just noise. <sighs> what if the whole thing's just a metaphor? <laughs> and maybe it's a metaphor for jazz. This just never, it never felt like they found their groove. And it's, uh, it's not... It's not like Pixar to explain why the plot can't move forward through just like mechanics. Like, well, you gotta have a you gotta have a badge with all those things filled in to go back to Earth. There was a lot of like little little ruly things that they had to explain. But and then that, they broke yeah. over and over again for yeah. convenience. Yeah, well, can you steal it? Can you not steal that thing? Can you borrow it? Can you it? give it to somebody? Yeah. Can you right, exactly. Like, oh, you don't want to get down. They broke the rule of the Metachlorians. Like you can't don't start talking about Metachlorians. Don't start making it science. A little mini review of Soul. Do you give it a rating or what do, what do you want to do? Just say like, would you recommend somebody watch it? I think we would both recommend somebody would watch it because A, it's a Pixar movie. Uh, B, it's an it's an important film for when it came out, how it came out, the content matter that it tries to tackle. Um, so I think, I think you should watch it. Is it going to be one of my favorite Pixar films? Probably not going to make the list, but I think people should watch it. I'll never watch it again. Okay. I don't care that I saw it. Oh, wow. And, uh, but you know, if you're looking for a movie to watch, don't watch Wonder Woman 84. Okay. So if, if you it's have to choose than Wonder Woman 84, that's the ringing endorsement it's that's, getting from Scott Storm. <laughs> the, pull, the pull quote on the back of the Blu-ray case. It's better than Wonder Woman 84. And then some people are like, oh, well, that's, that's good. I'm yeah, looking for something yeah. better than that. I, would I recommend people seeing it? If you have nothing else to watch, then yeah, I suppose so. I mean, n- no, I wouldn't recommend people seeing it. Right on. 
Let's talk Pixar though. Let's 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 stay on, let's stay on this train. Let's stay on the Pixar train. And let's talk choo, about choo. I'm gonna let you keep doing it. Oh, good. You just finish it out. All right, I'm ready. You sure? I think so. Okay, great. <laughs> so you had mentioned, hey, listen, in addition to talking to Soul, let's talk Pixar films. Yeah. Let's talk about our favorites. You you had three very interesting categories. I did. Or maybe four. Four categories. Yeah. Our favorite Pixar films. Our favorite Pixar movies. Is there a difference? Yeah. In my mind, there's a difference. Wait, are you including shorts in this? No, no. Just I consider a movie something you go a film to be uh, held above the you know it takes in cinematography, like what the comment it has on society. It's it's a okay, it's a so loftier thing. I see. Okay, so I'm using it in the uh, uh, I'm using it in a very snobbery way by mm. saying film. Yeah, you're saying mm. your favorite movies, your favorite yeah. Pixar movies. Favorite, your favorite movies. So would you say so then favorite Pixar movies? Yeah. Best Pixar films. Films. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. And then worst Pixar movies. Yes. Or worst Pixar films. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then we're gonna be talking a so little. So movie. If your favorite movie is just like what did what did you like? Doesn't really matter if it's a guilty pleasure or whatever. Didn't have like a like plot, I love, love Rocky Four. Yeah. Rocky Four is not a great film. Film, but it's a fantastic right. movie. Yes. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what I'm talking I'm about. You. I'm with you. Okay. Top three. Top three films. Worst three Pixar things. Do you have them done. in order, or you just have three? I just have three. Okay. Very hard to put them in order. Go for it. For me. Uh, so we're going to talk about just our favorite movies. Everybody knows I think my favorite Pixar movie of all time is Monsters Incorporated. That's the first right. One. Everybody knows that. Went Why? Uh, I was going. I was getting into animation at the time. Okay. And so CG and that stuff was not new, but it was new-ish. I was a part of it at that time. I was studying it, learning it, doing yep. it. Uh, and so I was watching lots of lots of stuff that was coming out from other people, and I went to the theater, and and it was sitting down and watching perfection. It was like watching yeah. a world I yeah. wanted to be in with fur I'd never seen before. With the world was big, the plot to me, just all of it. I wanted to be in that universe, and more that it was it was somebody t- taking an art form that I loved and showing me showing it. It was almost them saying like, "You can sit down, we've got this handled." And I, okay. for some reason, at that moment, I liked that. I liked somebody saying, "Wow." I could really work at this for the rest of my life and never be that good. And I like that challenge. I like that. Hmm. I like that idea. So monsters just floored me with, with what it looked like. And so it's not so much the story. It's just that whole experience of that time of my life. I think that is, I, I love that answer. I know that about you. And I think it's a very sweet answer. Oh, thank you. Because uh, it it's not that for me. I mm. think monsters is, is fun. It's very uh, um, enjoyable. And I think just a great family movie. But it doesn't hit those notes for me. But I I love hearing you talk about like the reason why it resonates with yeah. you. I will say because of you, I watched Monsters University. I've never watched it oh, until wow. after I met you. Yeah. And when you insisted that I would love it, I watched it. Yeah. And what do you know? I loved it. It's great. It's yeah. great. Plot goes on for a little longer than it needs to. And, and well, we're not doing a review. Nope. So I like it. I like the doors. I think the doors are super interesting. Super and clever. Great clever. And uh, the Yeti. There's just a lot of stuff that just I, that's just likable to me. And that character yep. reminds me of sort of a Disneyland-ish sort of world. Uh, sure. And I think, it, I think Monsters could fit very well in Disneyland. We'll talk about that more later. Okay. Uh, one mm-hmm. of mine... Boy, my top three are really hard to, to yeah. define in terms of... Or to... to uh, uh, rate. Okay. You know, to what's the word I want to use? Pick, select. Sure. To single out, categorize, yeah. to, yeah. Because they're so, all three of them are so close to each other. Oh, yeah. So I'll just pick one of them. Okay. Wally. Wow. I, in our class, got somebody's least favorite. I know. And that person was wrong. Yes. Wally is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, Wally is one of those movies where, 
it is the reason why Pixar is just Pixar. Like, I, I hate to use the word to describe itself, but it's the thing that defines a creative animation company and storytelling that is just heads and shoulders above so oh, many word. others. Yeah. That you would take a movie about a robot and a junk collecting robot, post-apocalyptic, yeah. and for the first 40 minutes have no dialogue whatsoever uh, and tell the entire 40 minutes through just silent motion and the the day-to-day life it's, of this little junk robot. It's the most robot. showy-off thing that you can do. Uh, it's so there, showy. The, it's there so will be gutsy. blood. There's no there's no dialogue and there will be blood for like 30 minutes yeah. or something. Yeah. It's just the most show-off-y thing to do as a storyteller. Like, we can we can set the scene. We can we don't have to give you any exposition whatsoever. You yeah. will understand everything that is happening oh, it's, through it's no a, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And then the 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 beauty of the you know, inanimate objects or semi-animate objects emoting just the way yeah. they, they convey emotion through Wally and Eve. Interesting. The, the combo of the live action and the animation. For, yeah. First, uh, maybe even now only time that that's been done in a Pixar right. movie was Fred, Fred Willard, Willard was, yep. yeah, it was like live action yeah. projected thing in that movie, which is weird. Yeah. Weird and then thing. Hello Dolly. I mean, they have the, the live uh-huh. action of Hello Dolly, the movie as well. Oh, um, some of the best Pixar moments oh, are Wally listening to. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, so there you go, Wally. Uh, my number two is uh, Finding Nemo. Uh, I, Sweet I, movie. Yeah, I, 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 it was one of those movies where I saw the trailer and I said, "You guys are nuts! You, you, is this whole movie underwater? Like, how can you tell a story about fish? That's not. It's not possible." Yeah, huge mistake. I remember saying to people at the time, "This will flop. I guarantee it." Like a fish. Yeah, like it'll flop like a fish. Went to the theater uh, and saw it and was dumbfounded by the caustics rendering. Uh, underwater stuff. What is a caustic it, rendering? What is that? Uh, the way light uh, behaves through, oh, through, water, through liquids and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so that is, at the time, it is wicked hard to do that. Like sure. It's yeah. wicked hard to make. Yeah. We'd never seen it before. We'd seen video games that had done underwater stuff. We'd seen movies that had done underwater stuff that's just like, okay, it's kind of like green and murkier here. Yeah. But it didn't right. feel like you were underwater. Yeah. Finding Nemo, they did it. They did. They brought underwater to life, and it just floored me. And we just, I stayed for the next showing. I was just like, I'm did not, you really? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm watching this movie again. It's a beautiful film. Yeah, it's be- it's beautiful. It's super entertaining. The remains, in it are yeah, great. remains one of my favorites yeah. to this day. I will always watch Finding Nemo. Love it. This next one was my favorite Pixar film wow. for a very long time oh, wow. until it got dethroned. And that's Toy Story 2. Okay. Uh, this movie has me crying every time I watch it. Uh, every time when she loved me, when she loved me comes on. Wow. And Jesse's story about just being discarded by the side of the road. Uh, so sad, so sweet. The introduction of Jesse and Bullseye into the Roundup Gang yep. is uh, it brings a new dimension to Woody's character. It take, mm. turns him from being a one-dimensional toy into a real three-dimensional, yeah. like you know, person character. I love the character of the Prospector. Uh huh. I love the villain of the Prospector. That he's not a bad guy. He just desires to be loved and adored. Yeah. And he cannot be loved and adored unless the entire Roundup Gang is with him. Yeah. And if the entire Roundup Gang is not with him, then he will go back into storage where he can't be loved and adored. Yeah. I love the conceit that the greatest thing that a, the greatest thing that a toy can do is to be loved by a child. Yeah. And uh, and this does it and it does it so well and it does it on a very uh, again pulls the, the emotional heartstrings for me with Jesse's story. I love the way they changed Buzz in the movie. I love the reflection of Buzz looking at 
another Buzz Lightyear yeah. and just like yeah. realizing moment, how right? ridiculous he is. That blows your mind every time. Every time. Yeah. And then the and then the fight between Zerg and Buzz and the reveal that Zerg is Buzz's father. Like yeah. there's just so many it's it's again, it's a quintessential Pixar film. It opens with that. Uh it opens with uh Rex playing the video game of Buzz yes. and but then I'm almost positive that opening scene where Buzz Lightyear is flying is actually the Bugs Life set. Uh, oh, that, I think that, you're right. That, that canyon. I think you're there. right. Uh, and then, and then, of course, uh, Toy Buzz and Toy Zerg meeting yeah. in real life at yeah, yeah. Toy Barn. Just uh, the 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 uh, psychology of a toy collector, someone who is a collector yeah, yeah. and understands the value of keeping something in its box and and why that's important versus taking it out and playing with it. Yeah, they explore that. It's just a, a beautiful film that does a lot of humor and has a lot of heart. Well. I'll just finish my my. These are my just my favorite movies. Is just the original Toy Story. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick a Toy Story, but but I just picked the original one. The original one's great too. Yeah, for good. all the same reasons. Yeah, uh, not I mean not as deep as so you went into that, but because you know it was you know the first. Yeah, it was that the story is different than what you would expect yeah. from that. It appealed to kids and adults. Every character has a story to tell in that movie. The yep. locations are fantastic. So yeah. Awesome. Top three. It's What's your last one? My favorite one of all time, oh. Inside Out. Okay. Inside right Out on. is tremendous, wow. tremendous storytelling, beautiful coming of age story. Yeah. The representation. I think, again, the, the, this is the reason why I disliked Soul or why I was disappointed by Soul. Okay. Is because I just think Inside Out did it better. Just right. the representation of what memories are and the value of memories and how they're stored and the memory bank and when memories disappear and growing up and what that means for forgetting and ultimately the emotions, uh, you know, there's Riley's story, but then there's the emotion story of realizing that emotions are not binary, that memories are made up of, of yeah. multiple emotions and beautiful storytelling, beautiful storytelling, beautiful visualization of what the inner mind of a 12 year old girl is. Yeah hilarious at part in parts very heartwarming endearing bing bong like the the finding of bing bong the loss of bing bong yeah, like it's hard some of the most hardcore oh my movie gosh moments ever so good yeah the the nightmare sequence is hysterical and also just the, so inventive yeah the boy the boy singer uh sequence the boy singer sequence is great yeah, too yeah. was it justin i think yeah. Justin the the heartthrob yeah so so many of those things is is great uh and yeah yeah, Inside Out. I'm going to do my my top three Pixar films, films, movies I consider that Pixar has done that are films, not movies, uh, meaning they, they make some comment on something. They've yep. done it in an artistic style. They take something. I'll share all three of mine, then you can say what you think about them. Yep. Uh, Inside Out, to me, is a film. Yep, uh, hands down. Such a crazy idea for a story, executed with skill. Uh, Ratatouille. My, on my list as well. And Toy Story 3. Mostly because of the incinerator sequence is one of the hardest things I've sat through. I have to think about that. I have to go back and rewatch Toy Story three. Yeah. I remember loving it, but it doesn't sit with me like the other Pixar films. Yeah, and for me, it is really that incinerator scene to take uh, to take Toy Story, Toy Story, and Toy Story two, yeah. and then put your audience uh, and put. You know, it's it's a very Han Solo uh, right killing moment. Yep, and to put those on an incinerator like there uh, make made me confront something at that age of my life. I was like, how are they able to consistently make me feel things I'm not ready to feel yeah, in this right. way? Like they're not yes. really doing. Yeah, these aren't real things. These are polygons. Yeah, with some really slick rendering, and yet I am like emo- feeling. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm having something yep. going on right now. So those are mine: Ratatouille, Inside Out, Toy Story 
three. Inside Out for me as well. Ratatouille as well. Just a beautiful story and animation. The Remy story and the music is just beautiful. It yeah. feels quintessentially France. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just very French. And I love that. Up was my third. Interesting. Uh, but I, I put a little note on here. We can rabbit trail for two minutes. And I said, is Up one of the best Pixar films or is it just the best 10 minutes of a, mo- of that's a film? The, that's the, such a great question. That's the problem with Up is that, you know, it's, it, it's I speak about that Up is a very important and emotionally yep. supportive movie, a therapy movie for me. Um, the problem with it is that that adventure is out there. That story uh, of of Carl and his wife and and the first ten minutes, which are some of the most impactful m- filmmaking of all time, of all time, are put up against this sort of adventurous, false hero, dog talking, inventor, silly, play, goofy, say, a plane play, flying thing. Yeah. And I just that's why Up never makes a list for me is because the journey to Victoria Falls, I think it's Victoria Falls, whatever yep. the falls are. Yep. Uh, the first of that, the relationship with the kid, the no dad, like that's all so heavy hitting. Yep. Uh, I feel it. it's almost trivialized by the, a talking dog thing. I wish that that would have been handled differently. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's enough there just in the adventure and finding out the Victoria Falls is dried up or you can't ultimately end up at the places you want to end up and that really we each other are we have something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. That's why up when people think up is my favorite movie, which many people do. Yeah, uh, and it's not. I would have thought that. Yeah, it doesn't even me. make any of my yeah. list. It's because that the the middle part is so ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. that I just I really like the first ten minutes, and then I like them at Fenton's uh, at the yeah. end of the movie, and that's about it. Yep, I that's would enough, that. and that's enough for me. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that the first ten minutes carries the whole film. The whole film is fun. Yeah, uh, and it's an enjoyable film. No, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. The first ten minutes is an amazing film. Totally, yeah, that's good. To know. I like the I like the way you said that. Worst Pixar films. Oh, here it comes, I'll man. St- I'll start. Yeah, please. Um, I'm. This is gonna be my easy one. Soul. Soul is one okay. Of my, wow, so major I, list. I, I really, really disliked it uh, for all the reasons I already stated. So I'm not going to uh, to get into it anymore. Well, that makes yeah, it easier for me to start with mine, which is universally accepted as the worst Pixar film, which is. Cars, Cars 2. two. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you were going to say that. It's, yeah, it's not a good story. It's not it's a good not. film. It's silly. It feels like a toy grab. They did an amazing little uh, technical behind the scenes documentary yeah. on Lasseter when he was making Cars 2. And that little 10, 15, 30 minute thing they did of him driving to the studio, approving shots on an iPad, which is new technology yeah. at the time, is better than the movie. Cars 2 is one of those movies where. The entire focus of that film is wrong. Yeah. And I get it that Mater sold a lot of toys. Yeah. I understand that. But Lightning also sold a lot of toys. And I just feel like if they had made a... I love the idea of a Cars-based spy movie. Sure. Doing something different than what Cars 1 was. I think that's a fun idea. And the way that they visualized a spy film in the Cars universe was super creative and fun. I just think that Lightning should have been the spy. He should mm. have been a spy hiding in plain, cl- in plain sight. Yeah. And I think that would have been a, a made for a much more interesting film as it was executed, just not, it's, I'm not the right audience for it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a six-year-old buying toys. and that's People love those Cars different. movies, I, and I've seen them all. I just I just think the first one was, it was fun. A, yeah, it was fun, and it was a comment on Americana. It was yep. a comment on transportation. Yep. It was a comment on what has become of America, and that is, the comment was made. Yep. You did it with Cars. Props to you. The inspiration we, of it was yeah, great. We don't need another car. I don't feel. I don't feel we needed another Cars movies. Then they started tackling stuff that probably would have been better tackled outside. Like I would trade Cars three if Soul would have 
taken on some of those motifs of the person that never made it. Sure. Uh, now having to give life to something that, you know, the, the has been or never been giving it to the might be is a hard thing that you have to come to terms with as an artist when you're just a teacher. Like that's hard. When I take a look at Cars 3 through the lens of another one of my favorite movie series of all time, Rocky. Yeah. And I look at Dude, it. You talk about Rocky a lot and have watched it a lot recently. Oh man. Don't get I me started. I didn't know you liked Rocky so much. Honestly, I have often told other people, please don't get me started on Rocky because okay. 25 minutes will go by. <laughs> right. About why I did not you know this about Rocky. you. It's I other than we've been it. talking about it a lot this week. Yeah, and I, I because I showed Rocky to to uh, my wife and I showed Rocky to the kids. Yeah. Uh, this week, and so I ended up buying the entire series. Yeah. The heavyweight collection, as they call it. Of course. Um, Does it come with heavyweights? No, it the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't come with. It's weird. I walked in the studio and there's like meat hanging, and I thought I was like, finally, yeah, I, I was just working it out. Oh, I thought we were going to do a barbecue. Like, no, no, we were no, doing bobsleds and barbecue. Just tenderizing. Uh, yeah, just trying to tenderize them knuckles on that. On that. That's right. Uh, right on. That's right. Uh, yeah, Cars Three is fine for me, but yes, Cars Two is categorically the worst. All right. So on the list so far, we have Soul. We yep. have Cars Two. What's next? Uh, for me, it is Toy Story Four. Wow, the worst? Yep. Okay. Yep. It was, Defend. Uh, it betrays the entire conceit of the first three films. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, as I was talking about in Toy Story 2, uh, they, they established that the greatest joy that a toy can have is to be loved by a child. Right. And then they completely betray that in Toy Story 4 by saying, no, Woody, actually the greatest joy that you can have is living your own life. Right. And he does. And he abandons, he, he abandons being loved by a child at all. Yeah. And that that really, really disappointed me. I just, from a metaphysical standpoint, from a yeah. theological standpoint, um, from a, a message about what humanity is, what love is, yeah. how we show love to others, why we are here, what our point is, it just felt so, uh, it, it felt so opposite of the world that they established in three other films yeah. and the emotional resonance that the drama that those toys went through as a result of those three films. Yeah. There are things about Toy Story 4 that I really like. Duke Boom is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Forky is hysterical. Mm -hmm. There are so many beautiful messages in that movie that the ending of that movie completely ruins. Right. Yeah, messages. you really send it. You, you don't just say like, yeah, the ending stunk, but it's, so it's a middle of the road movie. It makes the list of worst movies. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Duke of Boom is great. Yes, we can. What do you think not. of that antique shop? That antique shop, there's this thing. Benson is hilarious. Okay. I, one of my favorite lines in any Pixar film oh, is, wow. is when uh, Benson, the, the marionette puppet, yeah. looks up at Forky and Forky goes, bye, Benson. He is terrifying. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Yeah. So there are lots of things about right. that movie that I think are really funny, but the m message of the movie, I just dislike so much. Yeah, that, that means we only got one spot open for you, which means Toy Story took the spot of a, of, a, of a much worse movie. We just don't know what that movie is. I guess we'll find out. Wait, what's your, yeah, what's your worst Pixar uh, film? Uh, my next one, I'm on number two, three, is uh, Onward. Okay, okay. I have not seen it. Mm. See, Onward and Good Dinosaur, I haven't seen, so I had to take them out of the running. Yeah. I fell asleep during it, so maybe that, that's not fair. I've never fallen asleep during a Pixar movie wow. before. And uh, yeah, I just felt like- uh, Should we rewatch it for like a Back of the Vault? Maybe. Yeah, okay. maybe we should do that. Okay. I just remember not liking it. I remember thinking that there's a really good story in there, uh, and you guys covered it in blue paint and put it in some sort of fantasy world uh, uh, for some yeah. reason, and I don't think it needed to be in that world to tell a sweet story about- 
two sons relationship with their dad after yeah. okay. after he's gone. That's a sweet, delicate story. I don't know why you did it with like, uh, you know, Lord of the Smurfs. Is it because they can't do humans? Is that the reason why? No, I think there was something about the the, the way in which they chose to deal with the coming and going of the dad, oh, and that magic made sense to reveal half a body. Where in, okay. in in any other way, you'd have to figure out how to do that in a hospital through a coma or something. That maybe horrible. yeah. <laughs> That's so, not a Pixar film. so yeah, I know. So yeah. it's a Pixar short. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Pixar ten minutes, but yeah. no. Yeah, so I don't know. I just didn't love Onward. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Haven't yeah. seen it. I will see it, but we're going to agree on my last one. I'm sure we're going to be able to say that in unison. Well, I um, I don't know. I I don't know if we are. You have listed. You listed Cars too. Yep. And then Soul was already on mine. Okay. And then I listed Toy Story four. So I think we're up for your your least favorite. Oh really? Good yeah. dinosaur. Again, haven't seen it. I would assume that was. Oh wow. The worst. So this is the worst movies that you've seen. Yeah, these are the worst movies I've seen. I mean, I could assume that, that explains. Onward and have you seen Brave? Yeah, I love Brave. Do you really love Brave? I do. Oh, I wow. do. It's a it didn't a, make my list. I, I Brave is fine. I just some it does make some people's list. Good Dinosaur, yeah. uh, you disliked. Uh yeah. For in, all the intensely. reasons I assume, like it's just uh, you know, I, I the the I think the lowest earning dis, uh, picture is it. Film, yeah, I just so. there's not one part of the plot or the story that I, that I felt like I wanted to see. Uh, I don't feel like the the reverse. The dinosaurs are smart. The humans are dumb dogs. Thing didn't I don't know. Didn't really work for me the way I thought it okay. would. The characters that they you know I don't really know what's going on. Then they use a dream sequence to reveal something to the character, which I'm never a fan with. Like we don't really know how to get out of this using mm. story. Can he just like eat have mushrooms or have a dream and get the answer, yeah. and then we can move the movie along? Yeah. So it just feels like they kind of quit. Uh, or we have a sign spinner that uh, yeah yeah sign spinner meta- yeah meta- metaphysical planes. So I just didn't I just good dinosaur never hit for me and apparently a lot of other people didn't really get that movie yeah mm-hmm. again my good dinosaur story is I walked in my kids were watching good dinosaur and I was like what are you watching yeah and they said good dinosaur and I said what do you think you said good dinosaur and they said it's not that good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. all right now you get an honorable mention some some movie that holds a special spot for you in pixar lore pixardom that's not a best it's just some movie that you that you dig you watched a bunch with your kids they watched it a bunch uh you just like the parade float and so now whatever yeah that's what you get an honorable mention i think we can go with the original incredibles oh wow yeah incredibles so- is a great movie I, I remember saying at the time to my brother-in-law, well, Pixar has made the best Fantastic Four movie that can ever be made. <laughs> That's good, yeah. You know, like, yeah. again, I, I've said earlier that I think Fantastic Four is a, uh, it's a superhero team that does not work in the modern age. I don't Wait, think do you have a brother or brother-in-law? Brother-in-law. <sighs> my brother-in-law. Of course I have a, a brother. Chase and Storm. We yeah, established Chase a couple and, last yeah. I thought you meant another one other than Chase and Storm. <laughs> no, Chase and Storm is my brother. You know brother. that was the actual backing music for Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? I don't doubt that. I don't <laughs> it doubt was that the actual backing music. Um, uh, so Incredibles is just, it's a great superhero story. And yeah. again, it's a great Fantastic Four story. Yeah. Syndrome is a great character. I love I, I love the whole uh, Incrediboy story arc. And, yeah, it's good. And, uh, yeah, it's just great. It's uh, great Incred- Incredibles 2, not great in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah. fine entertaining fine yeah uh but incredibles one i just should have really should have made my list uh we had a little uh psp if you remember what the psp was the, 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 yes i do the playstation the portable playstation portable and do you have had, a umd of, of we a had a umd thing? uh ununiversal media disc or something yeah. i don't know what yeah. it was called i think it was universal media disc of of incredibles and this is kind of before ipads kind of stuff like that and so when kennedy was young uh, she just used to main mainline Incredibles on that UMD, on the UMD? And, and just watch Incredibles over and over and over again. It's great. And then when iPads came out, she would watch it on 
the Sony PlayStation and then Penelope would watch it on an iPad and they would try to sync up their like time to code to, watch it to get it like in stereo or yeah. something in the back of the car and make it a uh, thing. My honorable mention was Coco uh, simply because... Never seen it. Wow. Maybe we should redo the Pixar episode later. <laughs> After I've seen actual <laughs> yeah. Pixar films? Yeah. Love the story of Coco. Love the music of Coco uh, and a huge fan of the, the culture and, and, yeah. and uh, just sort of that event and that whole sort of cultural thing I'm, I'm pretty into. So. I want to see Coco. It's yeah. not, you know, like Good Dinosaur is a movie where I'm like, that doesn't look interesting to me. Yeah. Onward is one where I just don't know how they carry that story. Yeah. Like, you know. Coco is a movie that I'm very interested oh, in seeing. Please go watch Coco. I yeah, love, I will. It, I will. It, it, it does suffer a little bit from things that's happening, I think, in all movies, especially Marvel movies, Pixar movies, where uh, the plot twists tend to go on two twists okay. too long at the yep. end, where you think, oh, this was the 1980s natural conclusion to this movie. Oh, okay, but then he's not, he's not really his thing. Right. Yes. Oh, no, wait, he is his thing. Oh, no, wait, none of them are the thing. Okay, it was the so thing they, we they thought about. So they pull the rug out from under <laughs> yeah. you, and then they slide it back under you, and then yeah. you pull it out again, yeah. and then they slide it back in with a different rug. Uh, now we have to talk about rides. Yeah. Pixar, the best Pixar attraction in DCA, best Pixar-based attraction in DCA or Disneyland. I think the number one we can probably both say, right? Radiator, Radiator Springs, Springs Oh, wow, we did it! Absolutely. Yay. I yeah. mean, Radiator Springs Racers is an incredible ride. Yeah, dark ride and sort of a roller coastery, fast-paced thing. Yeah. It's got everything. You got Kevin Rafferty that helped uh, design it. You've got Tom Morris that did work on it. I believe Chris Merritt did some work on it, too. We're, I'm talking about Imagineers and artists. Uh, Phenomenal it's, ride. It's Pirates meets Test Track with a little... Uh, you know, Haunted Mansion Pepper's ghost thrown in there. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's you know, I've, I've read it a few times. I've never won the race at the end. Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. won. I have not ridden it enough to say whether or not I've won. Never, never been the spy. and I've never won that race at the end. Yeah, you'll get there. I know. You'll get there. Feels like it has a little bit of reliability issues, but that, that could just be me. I think that's, I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think it has greater uptime than it's, ride vehicle uh, inspiration, which is test track over and Oh, okay. Time. And that had some reliability yeah, issues? Yeah, because of the t- uh, the the amount of rain that Florida gets. Oh, Every single time it rains, that ride's got to shut down. Gotcha. It's got a whole, the whole outdoor, outdoor race. Part. Right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Radiator Springs doesn't suffer from that, which is great. One time we were in line uh, near the bottle rooms in uh, Ridge Racer, yeah. and uh, some kid cut his hand open on something. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it was, it was just funny to... It was interesting to watch Disney handle that amount of blood that was like coming out of this kid's hand. We just remember, yeah. like, man, he's just dripping it everywhere. Hope they don't close this queue down. It's just a little blood, guys. <laughs> You're like, wrap it up. Did you just step over him yeah. to, to get on? Is that <laughs> what happened? Sorry, this line's moving forward. We assume you're okay. Listen, uh, this is a long line, okay? Yeah. We got to move. We I can't, didn't single rider it. I mean, I didn't know you were going to sh- shove your hand into the bottles. I want to tell you the story. The first time that we went on Radiator Springs Racers was at the end of our first trip to Disneyland as a family. Oh, wow. And uh, and it was- so You guys all took separate trips for most of your relationship? Right, exactly. And it was you had the first one, one as a family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were- we were, it was our last day that we were going to be at Disneyland. We yeah. were in DCA and we went up to Radiator Springs Racers to see what the wait time was. We were like, can we ride this before we leave? Oh, wow. And, uh, and we hadn't gone on it yet. And so, and I really, really wanted to go on. I've been waiting yeah. for years to go on it at this yeah. point. 
And I went up to the front and, uh, you know, took a look at the wait time. The wait time was like 95 minutes or something uh-huh. like that. Maybe I'm picking 95 just because that's Lightning's number. Yeah. I don't know. There was Maybe a they long put time. that up there Maybe they a put lot it up there. because that would be a very Disney thing to do. And so we went up to the cast member, you know, we went up and said, oh, uh, we're ch- just checking the wait times. We haven't been on this yet. We've never ridden before, but I, I think it's too late. We're not going to be able to do it. And we just were resolved in not being yeah. able to ride it. And she said, how many are, are you? And we said, we're five. And she said, just go ahead, go through the fast pass line. And so she led us on yeah. uh, just without a fast pass to go ride. And that was the last ride that we rode yeah. um, of our first trip down. And just, I mean, it blew my mind. And what an amazing ending to a phenomenal family vacation. Yeah. It's just, that's the type of magic that Disney has. That is Disney both magic. in its attractions and its cast members. Yeah. I have a not similar story, but I have a related story I'll tell at another time. All right. I'll What's another uh, attraction? Give me give me another favorite Pixar attraction. Uh, Pixar attraction, my number two by and far uh, Midway Mania. Difficult. It's a difficult one for me, but because it's I... It's a great pick. It, it's just... It is a game at the end of the day. It yep. is not really a dark ride. It's not really an attraction. It's very uniform. All the screens flip over, so I have a hard time with it. I like video it. games. I do, too, and I think it's cute and stuff like that. It's it's a hard one for me, but I love the ride vehicles. I, I, I like the, the queue is good enough and stuff like that, so I put it on there because I love riding it. Okay. I, it's hard for me to consider it a ride. Yeah. Because it... Or show ride. It has no... Very little dark ride elements. I mean, right. it's mostly setting you up to play that game. Yeah, it's room, 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 room. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a trouble with it, but I do love going on it. Sure. It's fun, yeah. right? It's very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, my, my next one is Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters. Um, what is this? Where is this? In, in Cars Land. No, impossible. Which ride? Which one is it? What do you mean, which one is it? It's yeah. Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters. It's where Luigi's Flying Tires used to be. And then they right. redid the entire ride yeah. and made what? a brand new ride out of it. Yeah, what's, what, what does the new one do? I don't know if I've been on it. it you are in, it's Luigi's. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I I'm know. Just, you, I'm shocked You go into right the tire now. room. I rode the Flying Saucer one. Yeah. Where they like gave you weird things to get on and off it. I rode that. It's I rode totally that different. Yeah, what does it do now? It is a dancing car ride. Oh, so I've been you, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been on so it. Yeah. yeah, you were in a family. You are in Luigi's family. Yep. And it's a, and it's a, and they're dancing cars. Yes. It is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I have a personal connection to it because friend of the show, my personal friend, Jeff Moskowitz, uh, worked very closely on that ride, okay. uh, as a producer. And, uh, and I went on it after it was finished and it is, to me, it is an instant classic. It's one of those, like, it's a fantasy land level ride for families. Yeah. The, and going on it at night is a very different experience. Than I was going to say, I remember it being better at night or it's being beautiful at very night. good at night and just sweet. There's just a sweetness to it. Again, the, the dancing, the choreography between the cars, the way the cars, um, all get into a circle and then two cars come out and they dance together and they go back. And sometimes you're the car that comes out into the middle. And sometimes you're the car that's dancing around with everybody else. Uh, it's just a, a it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful ride. And, um, I'm in love with it. I absolutely wow. love it. I think it's. I think Fantastic. it is a, a modern classic. Like right off the bat, you don't feel the same way about the uh, the cow, the cow tipper, the Mater's uh, Mater's Jamboree, junk, Junkyard uh, jamboree. jamboree. Yeah. No, I do not feel the same. Way. <laughs> okay. No, great. I don't. Right on. Yeah. Uh, my last one might cause controversy because the queue is is an abomination of what it could be. I want. I want to. 
Yeah. Oh, is this Monsters Inc.? It's Monsters, Monsters yeah. Inc. Yeah. Okay. And what was it was Superstar Limo before yep. and they didn't change on. But um, the chance to ride through the Monsters universe to see Red. Oh, it's a Harry, great ride. Harry Housens and stuff like that. Yeah. I, mean, just, uh, I love it and so I love going on it. Um, the, my major complaints with it are uh, the queue is just nothing is, to look at whatsoever. Yeah, it's just yeah. like as quickly done as it possibly yeah. uh, can. And it suffers from Roger Rabbit as, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's, it's the same. Suffers the same death as the Roger Rabbit queue, just very long with nothing to really look at. Yeah, after, yeah it's not super. It's a lot of some of it's outdoors, even when you catch yeah. it on a bad day. Yeah, but I just love it because I love the Monsters World chance to ride through that. I'm down all day long. Uh, the fact that they salvaged a really good dark ride out yeah. of that original right. ride uh, is tremendous to me, and very yeah, it's it it's great to be in that in that world, hands down. What's your last one? Uh, my last one is it's tough to be a bug. Wow, the uh, sit down 3D movie experience yep. uh, thing. Yep. And, oh, wow. and I think part of the reason why is it was one of the first attractions to open at Animal Kingdom, and it opened before A Bug's Life came. Is out. that your only knowledge of it? Is the Animal Kingdom? Yes, I, of it? I never, I never did it at DC. So let me ask you this: When it, I, this is one of the memories I have of that is you would walk down at our version, you would walk down this little like stone in concrete pathway okay. that kind of went into like a cave and that was a holding area before the yep. theater would open up. Yep. And I remember walking down there what, right when it opened and just being like, how did they do this? But it had the smell of Disneyland in that cave, but I wasn't in Disneyland. I was in DCA and oh, it, was, interesting. it was a parking lot before that. Yeah. I remember walking to that cave and being like, this has the right temperature for like Tomorrowland at night and it has kind of a Disneyland smell in here. Ah, I wonder how, I don't know if that's the paint that they use or whatever, but... Uh, See, my my memory of it being over on Florida was it had the smelling of dirt. Okay. You know, it was like earth. Yeah. And it was un- it's underneath the tree of life and the same type of thing. So you're underneath uh, these roots and you're actually seeing the roots come through in the holding gotcha. area. And so it had a very, very earthy feel to it. Um, a, a, like that damp coolness, which especially in, in Florida is like yeah. incredibly welcome. I feel Yeah. I feel like they did the same thing here because we used farm stuff. Like ours became like a farm, like a Bugs Life farm kind okay. of thing on top of it. Yep. Uh, and then you went in and I remember there was uh there's just part of that movie where something came out of the lower, the lower back, a yep. uh, poker thing. It's that the, the Hornets. The Hornets, the Hornets yeah, you. pokes you in the back. And I just remember like. Scares the baloney out yeah, of you. N- not liking that part. And always, yep. <laughs> always doing the back arch <laughs> yep, when I thought right. it was near. Like, that's I don't right. know if it's happening now, but I'm going to do the back arch that's because right. I don't want to get poked in the back. Yes. Uh, I, I love the Hopper animatronic was amazing. Yeah, like a, uh, practi- a practical, practical animatronic effect outside of the screen. Yep. That would come down, right? Yeah, it would, come fly, the would fly down. Yeah. So you'd, and then. Uh, just all of the 40 effects, like the spiders descending from the ceilings and the the hornet poker uh, at the very end uh, when they are dis- when you are are uh, disembarking from the theater, they make an announcement about making way for grubs yeah. and smaller insects. And then they in Florida, I don't know if they do this in California, but they have a sort of a rolling motion underneath your seat, so you actually feel something crawl underneath. Oh you. yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, but I don't just, remember if that's true. Just <laughs> great and. Yeah. And again, that it was tied to a movie that hadn't been released yet. Uh, my experience was this is the first time meeting any of these characters. Oh, so yeah. it was a really just entertaining and unique experience. Right on. And you know what? Bugs Life doesn't get enough love either. Yeah. And it didn't make either of our lifts in any of the lists. It was close on mine. I really do like that movie. It's a fun movie. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So you, that was... Uh, uh, you been, you've been to Pixar? You've been inside? I have not been inside. Really? No. We got to go sometime. Oh, yeah. I want to go. How's that a thing? You got to take me. Okay. I haven't been. Need to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. I'll That's a show, everybody. Yeah, please do. And why don't we take all the Bantha Cheers with us, too? Hey, listeners, who wants to go to, who wants to, go to Pixar with us? Yeah. Fantastic. 
uh, when you get your name badge to go in into Pixar, it says a visitor from the outside. You're bragging a little bit at this. Oh, well, I think that's cute that it says that. It is cute. Yeah, a visitor from the outside. Yeah. Is that a reference to something? Yeah, to the green, uh, the green aliens in uh, Toy Story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that is cute. Okay, I like that. A lot. <laughs> you like that more yeah, now? Yeah, I like that. A lot. Right. I thought it was just being cheeky for the sake of being cheeky, but no. now that it has a Toy Story reference, that's really cute. It's a Toy Story reference. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I am K N N E D Y, and if you have to ask the question, well, because I'm so fly, Disneyland knowledge not as good as my dad's. Star Wars has got storms, but opinions I have. If you want me to do it, good. I just have to cross some of this stuff out. Hello there, everyone. It is podcast time with me, Kennedy Cumulus. Cumulus. Nimbus. I kind it's of cu- it's a it's a cloud name of cumin yeah, and nimbus. Yeah, yeah. The it's most delicious cumulus. of all. It's the most delicious <laughs> of all clouds, unless you don't like cumin. Yeah. Sorry, I rest, messed up your intro to your little segment here. That's okay. It was good. And we're going to get we, a, yeah, what are we talking about? We're talking about Pixar today. We're going to get your opinions, the Masketeenagers opinions on what the best Pixar movies are, what the worst Pixar movie is, uh, anything you feel special to talk about Pixar and then the best Pixar ride. In your opinion, you've grown up with Pixar. It's been a yes, part of I your, have. right. It's been a part of your whole life. What's that like? It's, it's fun. It, like it's neat. You know, um, I've watched like a lot of the movies over and over again growing up and I like, I love those movies now. Yeah. All right. So tell me what the top three movies that they've they've made are. Not necessarily your favorite, but what are the, the what are the top three movies? Top three movies. Toy Story first for sure because um, it was like the first movie that they made. Yeah. And like, because I'm basing these off of tech like technology. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had uh, criteria for each category. Yes, okay. you have to have criteria. Um, so technology and story. Okay. I think are the two main things. So Toy Story because it was like their first movie. Yeah. They did good tech, like visually. Yeah. And the story is great. Do you think Sid is scary? He, a little bit. Story? Do you think his toys are? <laughs> um, no, they they want to be nice. They're like Frankenstein, you know. I I watched that movie Toy Story as an adult, obviously, and I still found those the Sid's toys like a little bit like eh, I wish yeah. that part wasn't in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they're all like smashed together, you yeah. know. So that's a little creepy. They're kit bat. What they call it? They're kit bashes. Oh, really? Kit bashing when you take models and things from different. Oh, like the things. like the. Are you talking about photo bashing? A photo bashing or <laughs> kit bashing when it's you know model parts and stuff like yeah. that. Same thing. All right, next. What's your second favorite or next, second best one? Not necessarily your favorite. The second best one is Ratatouille because of the story. I think mainly the story is the best part. What's the story? What's the story that you like there? Um, I like that he's a ma- like a rat. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of a. It's a cool character yeah. for a movie. Um. That it's an animal and not like a, a human, and I like that he meets a guy that's not very sure of himself. You know. Oh, and in, uh, in uh, ego. I'm talking about the guy who he like controls. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, no, Luigi, uh, Alfredo Linguini. Oh, dang it! You were close. <laughs> Luigi and Lugu- Linguini sound the same. They really named that cal- that character Alfredo Linguini. <laughs> Is that true? Like you, you sit down at a uh, when you're. When you're thinking about making this movie, and you're like, "What's the what's the uh, what's the what do you guys in this cooking movie where everybody can cook? It's it's uh, like Italian, it's French, whatever. Uh, what are you going to call the lead character?" And he's like, "I got Mr. it, Mr. Pasta Man." <laughs> it's not far away from Mr. Pasta Man. <laughs> Mr. Pasta Man and Alfredo Linguini are not far away from each other. When yeah. you go like, "That's it. That's what we're going to base it's his, on." That's his dad's name. Yeah, Mr. Pasta. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then so and then Linguini goes in and somebody goes, "Hey, Mr. Pasta Man," and he goes, "Mr. Pasta Man was my father's <laughs> That's name." My father. <laughs> you call me Alfredo Linguini. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so he meets Alfredo Linguini, which he was not a very confident character, so you like that. Yeah, and um, I like the chef, too. Just Augustus Gusto. Yeah. yeah. I always know their last names, I guess, because that sounded familiar, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. And then the, the story with, uh, the story with Anton, Anton Ego, I think his name is, uh, the food critic. Yes. And how it brings into- him back to his childhood. Yeah. That part is That's so cool. That's Pixar right there. Where yeah. like the, the main story of just like, can a rat cook is not really even the story. Yeah. And then the story of like this chef and then the story of Linguini and then and the story talent, of- you know, how the rat's controlling him and yeah, I don't know. That, you're, I mean, Rat Tattoo is for what it is. A rat cooking show is <laughs> super deep, man. Yeah. I think. All right. What's your last favorite Pixar movie? My last. Best? What's the bet you consider the best? Oh, the, yeah, the best. You did Toy Story. You did mm-hmm. Rat Tattoo. What's the last one? Uh, I gotta say, I think it's, I gotta say The Incredibles. Okay. Because, um, well, this one's a little bit for me, but, like, I grew up watching that movie. Yeah. And so it's just, like, I like it more. I think I talked a little bit about that on the podcast, that you would watch it in the back of the car. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, I just remember it, it was always dark when I watched it. Like, okay. Like, that's just how I pictured it in my head. We drove home from a lot of places in the evening. Yeah, and I had the little PlayStation Portable that I would watch it on, yep. and... Each time I see a picture of a PlayStation Portable now, I think of like The Incredibles. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's, it's neat. And, right on. you know, the story's good. Favorite too. of The Incredible Family? Probably my favorite is Jack Jack. Of course. Yeah. That's the only right answer. <laughs> that's the only reasonable answer is yeah. Jack Jack or The Babysitter. The Babysitter is, yes, uh, is amazing. She's good. Yeah. All right. What is, what do you think uh, is a swing and a miss for Pixar? Uh, I think Onward wasn't that great. Okay. Because you saw it recently. I fell I asleep did. during it. Yeah, and that's part of it. It wasn't engaging. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the story, it wasn't the best. I think it would be a really good DreamWorks movie. You, If you told me it was a DreamWorks movie. I'd oh, be like, wow. Yeah, I will. That will, hurts. No, I would have thought they did really good on it. But like, Okay, you th- so you think it's good for DreamWorks. It's good for DreamWorks, but not so good for Pixar. <laughs> you, you hear know? that, DreamWorks? <laughs> the Mouse of Teenagers says a Pixar fail is a DreamWorks win. Well, yeah, I mean, not always true. Sometimes DreamWorks knocks it out. Sometimes of the park. they do really good, but like How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, that okay. is very good. Pixar rides. How many of the Pixar rides have you been on in Disneyland or DCA? All of them? I think so. Well, minus the carousel. Yeah, that, uh, that, is that even open yet? If it was, it happened so quickly before everything shut down. The Jesse's carousel, right? Yeah. All right. So, what is the best? What's the best Pixar ride? Midway Mania. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Why do you like that ride? I love the um, competitiveness to yeah. it. Um, there's really no chance against you. That's but. true. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta work that out right when you get into line of who you're riding with, and you want to yeah. ride. Who do you want to ride with? Um, probably like no offense, but maybe Penelope, just because you have like years of training. Yeah, in, and a lot of internet research. And, yeah, yeah, and I take it pretty seriously. Yeah, so yeah, I take that game pretty seriously. Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, you have special memories of the Incredicoaster. I'm sorry, what? Special memories? <laughs> yeah, special memories. You're like Those... special memories. It's <laughs> like what's in? That's what it sounded. Do you tell me what your memories are about the Incredicoaster? Um, my memories of that roller coaster are from when it was California Screaming. Yeah. 
Um, just is it better as one or the other? It's better as California Screaming. Really? Yeah, I like unthemed. It's unthemed as California Screaming, other than the announcer guy at the beginning. That's kind of like, hey, dude, and then <laughs> it's he does, Tom. yeah, and yeah. then the countdown, which was awesome. Yeah. But then when it becomes in Credit Coaster, it gets theming. You get the chocolate chip yeah. cookie smell and, and like, the tunnel. You get the end scene with the apartment. So why do you like, like it better as California Screaming? Because that was just the classic like Disney roller coaster. Okay. DCA. It's so funny to say classic Disneyland roller coaster when for I think Scott and I like having a Disney roller coaster that goes upside down. I, I don't know his opinion on this is almost anti Disney. So I remember when they built that, I was like, uh, Oh yeah. And, uh, it was the first roller coaster you went upside down on. Yeah. And you were freaked. Special. Yeah. About doing I was, that. I was scared. Yeah. You were so scared. We went over to it. You decided not to. And then we went over to, uh, Ariel's undersea little mermaid adventure time. Uh, and I was ride. Just stressed. And you were super stressed. And I was like, you're going to worry about it all day. Do you remember what, do you remember what that was like talking up to me and, and deciding whether or not you were going to do it or not? I don't remember the words you said to me, but I remember being scared and then just making the decision that like, I just have to do it to like be brave and yeah. be a big girl. <laughs> yeah. So we did it and it was really fun. That was, yeah, that was very fun as a, as a parent. I didn't care if you went on it or not. I just didn't want you to spend all day going back and forth, like yeah. being stuck in limbo. I either wanted you to say, I'm definitely not going to go on this. And so I can release myself from feelings of, you know, failing or whatever, just release <laughs> yourself from that. You don't need to make that decision today. <laughs> I remember just saying like right there in little mermaids, you're either going to decide to not do it and that's okay. Like love you. And then there's nothing. I just need you to make that decision or you're going to decide right now that you're going to do it. No matter what decision you make, we're not going to go back. We're going to go with what you said. And I didn't know what you were going to say. I had yeah. no idea what was going to come out of your mouth, but I was like, that's my daughter and I'm going to support her. This isn't a right or wrong situation. You are scared. And I would prefer if you confronted fear, but yeah, I think I also chose that cause I, that's what you would want to wanted me to do <laughs> really you yeah. thought that's what i wanted yeah i tried very hard to stay away from that and i just let you pick and you're like i'm gonna go on it and i was like all right <laughs> and then i got to ride it with you and it was like a super blast yeah and you had that like classic experience of like wanted to go again i wrote it with to, mom yeah Next. you wrote it again immediately yeah yeah that was fun it was fun all right so best one though is midway mania even yeah though in credit coaster you have this really touching story of growing up but, and facing your first upside down roller coaster that all of our listeners just really liked yes but not during the incredit coaster yeah it was california screaming, california at the time. screaming anything else you want to share about pixar before we end the mouse teenager segment i am very excited for going red <laughs> uh even when it's called turning red turning i'm very excited for the red movie the red movie yeah yeah okay <laughs> i can't believe i got the name wrong that's okay. Oh, this is the end of the mini segment podcast show with Mouska Teenager. Thanks for listening. Back to your normal. Where can they find you? Where can they find you, Mouska Teenager? You can find me at Kenderful on Instagram and YouTube. Go check it out. How's that spelled? It's is fun. it K E N N E D E R F U L? Probably. Oh, right on. Yay. Cookie song live, Scott Storm. Oh, one more time, it's cookie time. Did you write new lyrics over the holiday, Cookie Scott Storm? I forgot to write any lyrics to this song. It's okay, everybody likes the old ones. Thank you for the cookies. Cookie Nemesis. K to the double O K I. Oh, no, no. I got a snickerdoodle and sugar cookie. What? Cookie spelled with a C. Did I say K? No, no. Not on this show? Not on this show. Nah, these cookies are so good. We had to break out a K. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We love making this show, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been... Why are you smiling? We didn't do cookie time. Oh, my and gosh. We didn't do cookie time? Right
Holy moly. Did you get one of each? I got one of each. Yeah, I got four cookies this yeah. time. Yeah. What was it like? You were going to Instagram. We were Instagramming live. I tried to Instagram. And then soon, you guys need to pay attention to our Instagram feed, at Bob Sleds and Banthos, because you're going to get a live tour of the cookie encounter. Well, soon, but not tonight. Not tonight. I didn't do it tonight. Yeah, but, you know, in the next couple of episodes, I'm just saying, pay attention on Wednesdays. I got I got four cookies, though. Was it your nemesis? Was your nemesis there? No, it wasn't. Oh, so it was- My new favorite person. Really? Yeah. She just, I said, four cookies. I said, I would like two snickerdoodle and two sugar. Okay, you broke it up. You confuse them with math. I confuse them because I said two. You got to try this. You got to try Let me get three snickerdoodle. No, you know what? Four. You know, let's just do the, let's do the three snickerdoodles. No, no, no. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Two, two. (laughs) Can I get uh, two of this and two of this? You got to confuse them with lots of math. Yeah. And then they just get fed up. They're like, how many cookies do you want? You go, 16. And they said, we can't get 16. I go, okay, how about just four? Let's go back to the four of the snickerdoodle, four of the the milk chocolate. Four four of those. Four of the peanut butters. And then you'll do five of the peanut butters. No, no, no. Second fact, never mind. Never mind. Just forget about it. I'll just take four. All right. So I don't know. We're putting this at the end of the episode. You want to continue to do the outro during cookie time? Bull. Listeners, write in if you like hearing cookie time <laughs> in real time. Yeah. I don't think you do. Actual smunching. Oh, don't do it. Mm. Stop. Stop it. Smunching is the technical term for, oh my gosh. for macking on a cookie. These cookies are so soft, they're falling apart in my hands. Mm. That's what it says on the bag. All right, I'm going to do the outro right now. And then I'm going to enjoy cookies. Okay. This has been Bob's and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe, and we'd love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us know what you like about the show, and it helps other people find out about the show. Do we have one? We sure do. Yay! This is the best part of the show for me. I mean, I like talking to you, too, but I like reading reviews about you better. The best part of the show is when somebody else talks to you. Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah. When you read me things about yourself. That's what I like. Well, I'll tell you what we got. Oh. We got five stars. Yay. From Dreamonaut, who is a big fan of us over on Instagram, too. Dreamonaut is a great- Is there levels of fandom on Instagram? Can you like something real much? Well, he just, he consistently responds and comments. Okay. Uh, He gives us a lot of support. And so we're a big fan of Dreamonaut. Also, an international listener. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He says, the episode four of podcasts, by far my favorite podcast, creates the feeling of having a Dole Whip in the Moss Eisley Cantina, love the chemistry between Scott and Aaron, their smart humor, and can relate to just about everything they discuss. A gift from podcasting heaven. Thanks so much, Bantha Tears. Well, thank you, Dreaminaut. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you very much now that you took me off mute while I was eating cookie. (laughs) That's right. That's awesome. Uh, Just... One wonderful, wonderful review. So yeah, we love those five star reviews. We sure do. We love hearing from our listeners. And in fact, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. You can email us podcast at bobsesandbanthas.com if you want to just reach out to us, let us know how you're doing. If you uh, a segment of a show that you like or that you like to hear more of, or an idea for a show that you'd like us to talk about, it legit means something. You don't, it really I, does. It's, it's hard. You know, podcasting itself is a very, it goes out to a lot of people. Yes. It's a very isolated experience. It's just you and I here. That's right. We don't know that anybody actually listens to the show. I mean, I do. I know actual numbers. Yeah, but we don't know if people are enjoying the show unless they tell us they're enjoying the yeah, show. Yeah. It means something to it us. It means something to us. Uh, you can visit us at bobsledsandbanthas.com. You can support us on Patreon, where patreon.com forward slash bobsledsandbanthas. You can wear us, tpublic.com. New designs coming. Keep a lookout for those new designs. And you can join the Bantha Tears for more fun on Instagram. We're at Bob Sons and Banthas. That's what we need to do. If we see somebody wearing a Bantha Tear t-shirt in the park, when we're there, yep. once it opens, what are they getting? Dole Whip. We take them right over and buy them a Dole Whip? Yeah. Regardless of how long the line is? Absolutely. 
Wow. Then you spend time talking with them. That's right. You're wearing a Bob Sizzabanthus t-shirt and we're in the park. You're getting a treat from us. Yeah. Guaranteed. And some hangout time. And some hangout time. Is it okay if I just give them a $10 bill and say, get yourself a Dole Whip? No, you've got to hang out with them. You've got to hang out with them in line. No, the... The prize isn't for them to get ten dollars. The prize is for to get a Dole Whip with with a with a host. Yeah, I mean, Dole I guess so. I can't give them like a button, like we get our own Disneyland buttons. Like first day being spotted in the park, and then I write their name in with a sharpie, and I put a little heart over the I and the J. Sometimes I do the H. You put a heart over the H. I don't think I don't think letters with dots are the only things that should get hearts. I think that's crazy. Seems unfair, does it not? You think? What if you make your uh, turn your O into a heart? Yes, exactly. I do that. Yeah. Right on. All right. If we see you in the park with a Bantha Tear shirt on we're or any you, Bob Sutton Bantha shirt. I'm going to give you a pin with lots of hearts on it. No, no. Scott's giving you waiting. You get to wait in line for a Dole Whip with yeah. Scott. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? I'm only going to open my eyes in the evening now when the Dole Whip line is short. What if we trade off? Okay. What if like I wait for part of the time with the listener and then I'm like, hey, listen, I got to. I got a fast pass for India. I got yeah. to go. You're like, oh my gosh, do you listen to our show? That's so great. Let me buy you a dole up. And they're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm, my friend got me this shirt. No, I'm I good. I don't, don't want to wait in line with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to do other Can stuff. Can I just have the $10? Yeah. I'll take the $10. <laughs> you heard there was a promise of 10 bucks. All right. Oh, do I? can I just have the pin with uh, hearts on it instead? I wanted the hearts. I have a lot of H's in my name, and I hear Aaron gets down on that. <laughs> When you do you do when you connect the line of the H, is yeah. that with a heart? It's with a heart in the middle. It's it's kind of yeah. It's like a promise so ring. It's like two eyes with a heart. <laughs> yeah, in between? exactly. That's very I put, confusing. Uh, yeah, I put the uh, heart facing down in the morning. Then if I do H's in the evening, it faces up. The sun has so set. Do you upside down heart? Yeah. So well, it looks like a butt. <laughs> I guess it does. I have to re- I have to rethink some of my heart lettering. You really do. Yeah. I'll get. I'll let you know. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> hey, until next. See you week. next week. Uh, we're even, are we even doing our, our outro? Yeah. He's been Aaron and he's been smunching. I've been, yeah. And I've been Scott. Not smunching. And we've been Pops of the Panthers. We'll see you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.